1: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
2: Hi, everyone out there. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm, I'm moving along. How are you, Tane? That didn't sound
1: very enthusiastic. What does moving along mean? Like you're alive? I'm alive. I'm, I'm going to tell, peop- tell the people. I'm going to tell the people. Most of my work these days is Afghanistan-related. To record this podcast, I had to tell my boss <laughs> that I wouldn't be available for two and a half hours or so, um, mm-hmm. but I would check email afterwards, and because this is not my regular boss, I also had to tell him about the podcast. <gasps> <laughs> I'm just finding <laughs> out two people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And my other coworker too. They're so sweet. They were like, we're going to go find it, so they're probably listening to this. <laughs> But oh, I'm like, I yes, guess. I, have to, I have to stop working on, you know, well, y- the people of Afghanistan who probably need me more to go record a podcast about Married at First Sight. Um, um, thank goodness, you know, it's I'm not doing anything like life or death. My coworker can cover for me. It's not a big deal. But, I mean, I had to say those words. I cannot work on Afghanistan tonight because I have to go record my podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not all heroes wear capes, you know. So thanks for, you know, all that you do. And for taking
1: time out of, you know, a huge event to record the podcast. (laughs) No problem. And to the listeners, um, to be honest, it can feel very frustrating and very like, wow, I'm not really helping people. So to recover from that feeling, I found a local organization that welcomes refugees and I did something. So listeners, listeners. And, you know, refugees is one area of the world, but there's a lot of areas of the world where people need help. So I encourage you in these times, go do something. It'll make you feel better about the state of the world. Whatever your heart calls you to do. Do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. But anyway, back to Married at First Sight. Okay. Oh, yes. On Patreon. That's where we do Unfiltered and Couples Cam. They both had some good episodes this week, so go check out our recaps on Patreon patreon.com slash altercall mafs i also wanted to give a special thank you to everybody who went to our instagram and followed us last week i was like we're almost at 500 and thanks to y'all you guys we're almost at 600 <laughs> so thank you very much and uh speaking of instagram and twitter and everywhere else Tane, what are the people up to on social media What
2: are the people up to? Well, this week, um, those of you who started from the beginning, Season 1, Jason is expecting a baby. Um, For those who might not know, Jason and Courtney were married for five years, but now they're both married to different people. Um, This was the New York season. And Courtney, his ex-wife, is also pregnant with her baby, and they're expecting. So all the best to them. And speaking of Courtney... Um, Courtney didn't ask me anything uh, that thing on Instagram and she mentioned that she doesn't watch maps anymore but she watched some of last year's because of a connection to Haley. She didn't go into detail and I wonder what the connection is but that was interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah. But she talks a lot to people from the show and she tries to talk to them without sticking her nose in their business. She says she talks to a lot of the wives and she gives advice And the listening ear, and she's honored that they trust her enough to do that. I wish she mentioned which wives, I think that'll be interesting too. But yeah. Um, Beth and Jamie are in Los Cabos, Mexico. This is particularly interesting to me because Aid knows I've been researching uh for vacation for my birthday that's coming up soon. And Mexico, when I was researching that, they are staying at a resort that was recommended um to me like by so many people and then online it just got like perfect reviews and it's called Le Blanc Spa Resort. I don't know if you've heard of it. But um, I have not.
1: But Simone Biles yeah. was in Los Cabos this week too, so I wonder if she was at the same resort. It looked nice.
2: Ah, oh, yes, it is really nice. And then Karen also chimed in and mentioned that that is where she and Miles stayed um for their second honeymoon. Mm. And I do want to add that during my research a did her due diligence and recommended and suggested that I go to hotel Escara. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, it's still on the list, maybe one day, but yeah, I'm not going to Mexico anymore, but I just thought that was interesting, but they look like they're having a lot of fun and she looks like she's having a great vacation. Um, Vince is still giving Brie Spanish lessons. He posted on his stories. It was kind of funny because it was called a hood. Uh, it was a hood Dominican Spanish lesson, which I thought was hilarious. So it's good to see them still having fun. And she's also learning Spanish with that. That's a huge benefit. Um, Derek from DC. He's been quiet on Instagram for a while, but um, he's uh active now. And it was his birthday recently. Lee and he was on like it looked like he was on a boat and he posted a picture with somebody else mentioning that that was his birthday mate and they've celebrated. They have the same birthday, but they have celebrated their birthday together since college. I just thought that was pretty cool. Like, regardless of your life circumstances, you have just had and celebrated your birthday with the same person for the last couple of years. So that was pretty cool. Very cool. And finally, for those of you in the Boston area, Shawnees is a special guest at a masterclass that will be holding September 25. And they're selling tickets. And it's a masterclass that involves like makeups, how to put on eyelashes, and just things in that realm. So if you'd like to support Shawnees and you're interested in makeup and are in the Boston area, go find your tickets. And that's all that's going on in social media.
1: Lovely. You're so kind to do a shout out for Shawnees.
2: <laughs> uh, everybody knows I'm kind of <laughs> invested in, you know, the influencer lifestyle of the,
1: the mass cast. <laughs> I appreciate an actual event. Instead of just putting a code on Instagram, like the logistics and the wherewithal to hold an actual in-person event, she should be commended.
2: All right. So how were we feeling about this episode? What were your thoughts? General summary.
1: I liked it. I did feel a little too long, but I just find this group of people to be very interesting. Maybe not as entertaining, but definitely this week, you can just sort of see personalities and things coming out. And you're like, these people are worth watching.
2: Yes, yes. And I I, I agree with you. And I keep thinking, like, is it a comparison to last season or individually would I think the same thing? And I want to say it's the latter. I think their personalities all together is good content or entertainment, whichever one.
1: And this is—I mean, obviously, we want them to succeed as couples and stuff. But even outside of them in a couple, they're just very interesting people. So watching them trying to get to know one another is just—it's mm-hmm. fun, and they—they have good chemistry with each other. Th- that is definitely a comparison do. to last season because they had good chemistry last year. <laughs>
2: But it's so funny. Like early on, and this is too soon to call. We've talked a lot about the friendships between the women. I feel like this is might be one of the few few seasons where I think the men seem to have a a closer rapport than the women. This early on.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Then you know previous ones. So can't wait wait for it to play out. I'm just, I like the episode. I think my only thing is like, they really need to stop making the previews like (laughs) on the edge of our seats. And then the, the episode plays out and you're like, where was everything? But patience, we just have to practice patience. We'll start with Michaela and Zach. As you remember, Zach tested positive for COVID and Michaela headed on back to Houston while Zach stayed behind to quarantine. So we get some stunning views of the, wait, is it an island? of the resort I guess just like I
1: think so it looks like an island
2: it looks like an island but I don't want to say the wrong thing but anyways we get views like it's stunning of the sunset the ocean and all that and then we see poor Zach in a mask on the balcony (laughs) and don't
1: laugh they have to like fly in a drone to get a shot of a drone (laughs) because they can't get near him it's not camera funny, I'm man
2: is like y'all didn't pay me enough to risk testing positive so he's telling us that this is not how he imagined his honeymoon he's like he feels horrible not only because he has covid but because he feels like he let Michaela down and it's not a good way to start your marriage we switch on over to Michaela, and once the camera switches on her i see her braids and i'm like this poor girl got her hair braided for nothing she didn't even get into the water didn't do any of that just sat down for hours (laughs) just to fly right back home but she tells us that it sucks but she understands that health and safety comes first but she misses him and she knows that they'll have plenty of time and like Zach said short time sacrifice for long time paradise and she's all giggly and giddy about this catchphrase so we see them I'm assuming texting each other and Zach also says that he misses her, and his plan for the rest of the honeymoon is to rest, drink water, and get back home healthy as possible to make up for the days that he's missed. And as the drone flies away, sadly, we see other people in their balconies. And I don't know, Aid, Merla might have a point because it was all older people
1: <laughs> in the balcony. And I'm like, huh? I mean, maybe that's Florida. And it's not Disney World, so yeah, there might be some old people.
2: Oh man, so yeah. So that was it for Michaela and Zach. But you know, I'm hopeful, like he's gonna be all back to normal. Well, not hopeful. He is going to be back to normal, as according to what we saw in the preview. And you know, they get right back to regular programming. Thoughts on them?
1: Um, I feel like they just want to keep on reminding us that they exist. Um. <laughs> because i think i mean from the previews we can tell there's going to be a lot of like drama and stuff with them so they're like just a reminder Michael and zach are still on this show
2: yeah we can't forget them really truly like yeah i can't wait to see them play out oh i did forget to mention like at some point while he was in his balcony um two other couples walked by gil and merla and rachel and jose just checking up on him making sure he's okay and you know, Gil is all if you need anything. But um Zach lets them know that Ryan and Jose, I wanna say, came by and threw him up some beers and oh. you know, he just and he just kept going on and on about how he misses um Michaela. And that's how I know that he's been in quarantine. He was just wouldn't stop talking and just was happy to have people <laughs> to talk to. So, and how he's going to go back and it's, you know, he feels bad and he hopes that he hasn't let her down. Just the same thoughts, the echoing, the same sentiments that he shared with us. But yeah, it was just a nice moment where, you know, his peeps were really concerned about him and just checking up on him. Very nice. Yeah. So I hope it works out well for them. Can't wait to see it, but I do want to add, and I, honestly don't know sometimes the conversations we have line or what i've said on here but my eyes are on zach because i've met I, I feel like i've mentioned before how i still can't reconcile why he's so obsessed with marriage but he's never been in love and never had a girlfriend like i don't know something is off somewhere and i don't know if it plays out or if i'm just looking too deep into that but can't wait
1: like i said their previous show so much drama so it, it's it's definitely look forward to TV. <laughs> must see TV. <laughs> so next is the opposite of must see TV and Brett and Ryan. As I was thinking about them, I'm just like, they could literally not be on the show. And it. I don't know if I would miss them. No offense. Um, I <laughs> we see them having breakfast. They're having a last meal before pa- kayaking. And this is where we find out that Brett is scared of everything. She's scared of everything in the water. Um, he says that he prays that they don't see a shark fin because she'll lose it and he will too because everybody should lose it if they see a, a shark fin. Everybody should be scared of a shark fin. But she's also worried about encountering a manatee or any other sea life creatures. So there's this whole thing about how she's facing her fears and doing something different and she's grateful to him because he takes her fears in stride. He gives her the option to like get out he's like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to do this. And he says that she's a fun wife. And she's adventurous. And that's why she's going to do it. So they get in the kayak. And it looks like fun. And she's doing it. And then there's a manatee. And there was way too long they spent on this manatee. She's freaking out. He says it's massive. He wants her to look at it. She refuses to look at it. She's not a fan of the manatee. Then they kiss. And then they race. And I... The winner was going to cook um, dinner for when they move in, but they called it a tie. And then there's... You know, we know how Ryan bakes cheesecake, and he s- says that she doesn't get a cheesecake yet. She hasn't earned that yet. Any thoughts? <laughs> Honestly, I have no thoughts. I'm trying to stay focused.
2: Like, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm just like, why even bother? Like, after playing Gate, why give him more reasons to for him to be turned off like uh, they tried
1: i mean <laughs> they tried they have some awful intro music before they have a dinner and she says cheers to our honeymoon they understand they have differences she talks about writing love notes she says she has she's getting a good grip on knowing who he is and then he says something kind of strange and he's like so we're going to live together and he says i don't have much of a say in it I'm like, I've just never really heard, like, all the couples are forced to move into an apartment, but I've never really heard someone just be like, I'm being forced into this.
2: Yeah. It was weird. There was they a talk- lot
1: of dancing
2: around language with them, I guess. So like, it seemed TV disconnected. Language?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mass language, actually. <laughs> they talk about making beds every day. I'm in agreement with that. Like, who makes... Sh- I don't make my bed every day. Um, every two weeks or so. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> we'll discuss the whole group dinner later. But during their group dinner, something that came up for them is that they have different politics. And by different politics, he's a Trumper and she's not a Trumper. Um, <laughs> so, they have this discussion after dinner. And she brings it up and she's like, I've been thinking about dinner... And she said it got a little passionate because there was a whole political discussion at dinner. She's like, I didn't have many strong feelings up until recent events. And then recently she's been more involved. And he says he's glad that she brought it up. And basically it's one of those. He says he doesn't care about her politics. (laughs) It's very Eric and Virginia Redux, isn't it? Very, very, very. And they talk about the industry that I'm in, the industry. This is lots of dancing around. But it's funny because we usually give math so much crap for not talking about politics, but this time they are.
2: Yeah, I was very, very surprised about that. Also, what does Ryan do again? He's in oil and gas. Ah, gotcha.
1: So, yeah, they have a conversation. They don't really get anywhere. They don't really disagree. There's, like, no passion at all in their conversations. It's just very dead. Yeah. Just flatlining. That's all I have for them.
2: (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Because I'm just like, I don't know. It's almost like they're going to be dredging up content. Like, I mean, maybe we'll never get to the level of Christina and Henry where the producers are actually producing questions in the flashcard, but they're struggling. But they don't admit to it. I'm sorry, what? They don't admit to it. I don't know. And I'm getting sick of the disconnect, too. Like, on one hand, oh, we have differences, we have this, and then the next month, I'm falling in like with you, oh, we're progressing, I like our pace, but then you both look clearly uncomfortable. I don't know. It's too much. But as Aid mentioned earlier, there was a group dinner. Let's talk about that dinner. First of all, I think Johnny was underdressed. Everyone had, like, a nice dress shirt and everything, and Johnny came in, like, a polo shirt but again they were on the beach so we can forgive him he didn't know so they all cheers to drinks and jose facetime zach who couldn't be bothered to put a shirt on like he was all out there with his bare chest his chest hair and all and they make fun of him uh about that and then they ask him how he's doing he says physically he feels better but mentally he feels he's affected Michaela and doesn't want her to resent him for the rest of her life wasn't that dramatic very <laughs> <laughs> but when he says that our darling Merla chimes in she ain't missing much
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like I really like Merla like I really like her for stuff like that <laughs> So he kept going
2: on. He's like, I couldn't ask for a better wife. She's been my rock. And they've also realized that, no, I just realized that at this stage of the honeymoon, at least they all like each other. Like in previous seasons, by the
1: honeymoon, things are, shit is hitting the fan, you know? Pregnancy. Just let (laughs) let us never forget there was pregnancy (laughs) by this point of the honeymoon last year.
2: (laughs) That is true. So they're all talking about it, how hard, you know, the situation is. And Jose is all like, I mean, I think it's noble that she went back, but he would hope that Rachel would want to stay with him. Um, So they sit down at the table and prepare for dinner. Gil wastes no time in being a host and asks if they've ever had dinner on the beach. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was like, I don't like small talk. I've said that before. So I'm just like, what does that add to the conversation? Have you had dinner on a beach? But then he switches over to the next question, which is what have they learned in the marriage process? Johnny mentions that, you know, he's learned communication that, you know, they communicate well and they had a disagreement, but they talked about it. And because of that, they're better off with it. And, you know, Ryan, in a moment of honesty, was just like, you know, I appreciate you sharing that, that it's helpful, you know, for them. And the whole time he's saying that, Aid, I got to tell you, I was focused on Bao's hair. I just want to wash it. I just want to put it in a bucket, put some shampoo on it because it just looks like it's limp and it needs a wash. I don't know if you saw it, but that's all I could focus on
1: saw the hair because in the preview this whole bathing thing which we're gonna get to but when I saw the hair I was like hmm we already heard she don't bathe according to the preview (laughs) and then this hair looks like this I mean I like I barely noticed what anybody was wearing or anything but I did like you I noticed Val's hair
2: yeah so Johnny asked them like what is the hardest conversation that you've had to have and Brett said She's not good at asking questions, so they haven't talked about a lot of stuff. They haven't talked about money. They haven't talked about last names. They haven't talked about living arrangements, but she feels like that is normal within the timeline. And I want to pause here. This is part of the disconnect that I'm talking about. She's saying that they haven't talked about um, a lot of stuff, but I remember in their first dinner last episode, she did mention or he did that they have talked about a lot of stuff and they (laughs) had the difficult conversation about intimacy. And I'm like, where do you guys stand? Like, what is it? Which is it or not?
1: Well, here's the thing. um, I think, you know, we see an edited part of dinner. So everything she listed is something that other couples have talked about. So I think uh, what she heard, what everybody else was talking about. She's like, wait a second. We, we haven't addressed any of those things. (laughs) true but i don't know but i agree with you there's a disconnect
2: because even in their conversation she has been the one asking the questions she made it a point to mention it so uh, yeah i should stop spending this much time on them and then uh gill is like oh same here we haven't talked about a lot of stuff i have to disagree with him too what do you mean and then merlot ch- chimed in she's like uh We've talked about relationships. We've talked about last names. And then Gil has to backtrack and is like, oh, yeah, we've talked about
1: that. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, son? But, you <laughs> so, know, but he drama, does. When they kind of like, Mirla and Gil had that thing, that's when I could see why Marilyn and Gil might actually work. Because the way they were at at that dinner, it was like they had been married for a long time. <laughs> like a real husband and wife when they're at dinner together and he says something and she's like, you didn't say that. Like, did you see that?
2: Yes, yes, yes. I see that. Except, like, I don't know if I'm warm and fuzzy about that, if I think it's cute, or if I think it's a foreshadowing. Okay. (laughs) That's the only thing. So, Gil does say that um, they haven't talked finance, but he's sure it's going to be difficult because Miss Ma'am over there, and I have to say, you know, anybody else, maybe I should just call Bao specifically, if that was Bao, and the little jokes and digs that Gil says about Merla like you know princess or whatever they wouldn't take it as well as Merla does and I appreciate her for that because I don't think Gil is trying
1: to be malicious and I think that Merla as much as she is a diva she's very good-natured yes yes she is At, at her core she is And that's why she and Gil, like, it's fine. Like, he he could say his stuff, and she's just like, oh, whatever. It's probably true.
2: (laughs) I know who I am. So um, Johnny asks what happens if some of the things or some of the topics, you're on opposite ends and your thoughts about that. And then Gil tells us that his friend asked him, like, you know, what if you're like say a democrat and you're basically you have different you believe in different parties or you support different parties like let's say you're a republican and she's a democrat and he says it won't be a deal breaker and I was just like abort 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 <laughs> <laughs> stop <laughs> and Merle again chimes in she's like um it would <laughs> and then everyone's already like side eyeing him like you could feel the collective side eye and he's like it won't matter it doesn't matter in a relationship and he won't let that bother him i'll just pause for you to to lay down your thoughts on this aid what what was going through your mind
1: i don't know if i can say what was going through my mind because i was like (laughs) stop talking nonsense it does matter why are Uh, you why are you honestly i was thinking what kind of black man says it doesn't matter that's exactly what makes it (laughs)
2: ridiculous is the fact that you're a black man living in America and you're saying that it doesn't matter and you will let it bother him so then why the hell did you make that comment yesterday I mean I, well I'm saying yesterday like I'm with them at La Isla but um last episode where you told her not to be a Karen like what what do you think that all ties into but um yes I was just not happy with Gil so. You know, some people at the table are disagreeing with them. And then Gil starts going on about, oh, it's more about aligning with someone that passes the laws that benefit his career. And I was zoning out, but I was going to ask you, Aid, because, you know, you're the smart one. What is he referring to? What laws... He's a firefighter. What laws affected his career?
1: When I heard him say it, I thought about... There was something with the Houston firefighters and I couldn't remember if it was like a referendum or a vote or something. And it was like a thing with the mayor. And the the general thing was like the firefighters were mad at the mayor and it was it was going to be this whole thing. And I think it was even part of the mayoral election. That was the only thing I could think of that he was talking about. But then I was like, is he talking about like. Ryan and the oil and gas industry people who voted for trump because something about oil and gas i heard that from a few people but honestly i was just stuck on this idea that like i really liked when mirla was like it's not about you it's about we vote for the common good (laughs) yeah but anyways
2: i agree i agree i didn't know what he was referring to at first, I thought he was talking about because there are some people who say, "Oh, they vote the way they do because it affects, you know, their tax bracket." And this may be mean, but I'm like, "You're a firefighter; you're not even making that much, so <laughs> where it's are we your
1: going tax with bracket,
2: this? yeah." So doesn't affect bracket. you <laughs> or whatever. But I mean, no shocker. Here, Ryan was agreeing with Gil, like nodding and pointing, like, "Yep, yep, you're making a point." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right." So Brett says that she and Ryan have different political beliefs, which they had to have talked about. So again, not sure what she means by they haven't talked about stuff. Um, But from what she knows of his background, she's worried that it will be a bigger problem with them. So Ryan tells us if they, I guess a partner in a relationship care that much, then they're not for me. Again, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is, remember last when he, when they, when Brett asked him, what is your deal breaker? And he immediately latched onto her, not wanting kids. And he was like, someone not wanting kids. Now, all of a sudden because she's, you know, vocal about her beliefs and actually about that life, all of a sudden this week, if they care that much, then they're not for me. Do you see where I'm going here with this?
1: Yes, he's dropping hints left and right
2: that he is <laughs> he's not into her. he just his reasons just happen to coincidentally be things that she's mentioned but okay so (laughs) Merla keeps going and Merla's like listen it is a deal breaker and Rachel is like oh what if it's your friend and Rachel's like well if it's my friends like you know I can tolerate it but if it's a spouse no and Merla's like nope I'll get rid of my friends who vote for that and that floored me and that killed me and I'm
1: like yes girl yes (laughs) yes I know I'm just biased towards Mirla, like because she says the things that I would say sometimes, like in that moment.
2: (laughs) And Gil's like, no, 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 no. See, that's just petty. I'm like, bruh. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Here when I see minorities that and again vote for who you want to vote for, but you guys know where we stand. When I see minorities and Gail as a black man talking about, oh, your career, or whatever, before you have to move past go, you have to be alive to have this career. So if you have things that are not benefiting your actual everyday life, why are you going all the way to income and tax brackets and all that kind of stuff, you know? So that's where I'm always baffled.
1: We don't know why people think the way they do. Yeah. But, you know, Gil is a whole person. And while he's a black man, he's also an immigrant. And sometimes immigrants, I feel like, (laughs) even they can be here for a long time and just not quite understand the system they have entered into. That is an angle. That is an angle. But all that
2: being said, I was just here in shock and awe that Maps and Lifetime was allowing this to air. They always... (laughs) Like, they played it out in its entirety. I didn't even get the feeling of being edited. Like, I'm sure it was edited. I just mean, like, I didn't get that that feeling. Like, I feel like they're duping us or something. Like, they actually let it play out and let it air. And I'm like, you know what? Good on you guys, you know. I was letting- in
1: shock when they said Democrat and Republican. I was like, how many seasons <laughs> have we watched? How many seasons have we watched? And they've never let those words air.
2: Never. But good for them, progress I guess So um Brett says that She's logical and understands That in Texas there are reasons But if they were boyfriend and girlfriend It will end it for her <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's basically the same thing That he said about the plane incident Ah <laughs> oh, man it's, it's basically like, I don't know why these people put me with this person, but then Brett does the party line, which is like, well, if the experts say that this is the one, then I got to keep pushing forward. <laughs> I'm like, don't trust these damn experts, girl.
2: Nope. Throwing darts in the dark. They don't, there's no deep reason. Um, So Gil says we're older and we don't vote emotionally. I don't, I just <laughs> wouldn't be done with this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. So Johnny makes a big production. He's like, you know, I have something to say. And everybody grab your drink. And they think, like, it's going to be a toast. But then it's like a want-want moment because he now asks, has anyone consummated the marriage? And I'm like, we're still on this again? (laughs) And then... They all say no, and everyone assumed and is surprised that Rachel and Jose haven't consummated their marriage, and we get, like, takes from all the other couples. Bao says they're very spicy, they're very touchy-feely, and we get, like, a Rachel-Jose PDA montage. So last week, I'm all, like, I liked how affectionate they were, and we had, like, a listener make a comment that there's something just suspicious about the way they just get at each other. I didn't feel it until this montage. It Now it enforced. forced. <laughs> And it just seemed weird.
1: (laughs) I just kind of want to be like, leave them alone. If they want to be all over each other, you, you, who every season is like, where's my PDA? You don't have any room to complain about these two.
2: I'm not complaining. I'm just showing you what peer pressure and how social media can influence you. (laughs) I gave them like my bouquet. I was so happy. I'm like, I got my affection. And one person says, oh, it's just weird the way they do it. And then I get a montage and I'm like, is it weird the way they do it? See? <laughs> no, but for the most part, I do like how affectionate they were. But I do think like during the montage, there was a moment where he was like grabbing her neck. I don't know what was happening there. So that was just kind of creeped me out a little bit. But yeah, overall, like for the most part, I like it. But um, Gil says that he's surprised that they haven't had sex. And he actually doesn't believe it. But if he says they haven't, he has to go by his word. (laughs) I don't blame him, though. (laughs) So it's funny uh, that they're wondering the first couple to consummate. And then, you know, they go back and forth between Johnny and Bao and and, um, Rachel and Jose. But then Ryan, Mr. Ryan, pops up from nowhere. And he's like his guess is going to be Michaela and Zach, that he feels like having COVID, by the time he goes back and they reunite, it's just going to make them stronger. But little do they know.
1: I love how Ryan was right, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's like you guessed correctly. When the bet comes out, you'll win the bet, but not because of what you thought it was. Happened before the COVID. <laughs> Got a leg up. But yeah, that was all for the dinner so then we go on to rachel and jose as mentioned these two like to kiss a lot so we see them get up in the morning kiss 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 whole time you're thinking have they brushed their teeth yes they have because this is like two hours after they actually woke up when the camera showed up at least that's what Mm. i'm going with jose says he planned something and then we find out that it's a bike ride but she's not sure she knows how to ride a bike i very much identified with her Cause last summer I was in the presence of some bicycles and I was like, I don't think I know how to ride a bike. And I was told like, it's so easy. You can totally do it. And I was really scared. Then I got on a bike and I was, and of course I was clowned. It's like, this is why it's called like, like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> once you've done it, once you can do it 20 years later. And it's like, yeah, this is really easy. Um, So he, she says she doesn't know how to ride a bicycle. He's like, I can teach you. He, would like, talked about how he was in a rollerblade store and he figured it out, and like, really quickly because he picks up things so quickly. And they talk about how nice it would be if she could say, I learned to ride a bike on my honeymoon. And Jose says, my husband taught me how to ride a bike. So Rachel has a notepad and it seems to have questions in it, which I thought was funny because he was the one who had, like, 300 questions for his wife. And I guess she has a whole bunch, too. Another match. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so they have a conversation about what do you want to do before you have kids? And she says a dream trip of hers is she wants to go to Switzerland. And Jose, I feel like his face is very readable. Because you can see the panic, <laughs> but also the man who's, like, trying to make this marriage work, so not, like, letting the panic out outwardly. So he's just like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of money, and he wants to learn and grow, and if we want to prep for kids, maybe we should think smaller like Vegas or New York. And Rachel says that she took a trip every month and a big trip every two years, so to find out that he might not be on board with them going to Switzerland, she's like not quite sure, and they need to find a happy medium. And then I don't know if she actually said this or if they cut this in, but she said something like we need to have a conversation about joint accounts. I was like, that seems non sequiturish, but okay. What did you think of the vacation chat? I just wasn't sure what I thought
2: about it because I could see both sides. Like I understand living your life, but at the same time, if you can't afford it, if you think about what she said last time, I just want to go somewhere. So I charged it to my credit card. Maybe it's not for you. I just, you know, so and I also see the panic because I'm one of those people, like I said, I'm similar to Jose in that finances, all that kind of stuff. I'm not frugal, but when she said the Switzerland thing, I completely related panic calculation, this account, that account, dollar signs. But you also have to live life because life is short. So what do you do? Basically, I ended up with no, no, I didn't know where I stood (laughs) with both of them. But I also thought that the you know the transition to joint accounts, I think it, 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 there, was a, there was a correlation from the travel to that. Because if, if his concern is about the money and you have to go somewhere cheaper, then she's reminded of the conversation that we had that he'll pay for everything and she can just draw from that. So if she wants to pay for her part of the vacation, is that where I get the money from? Whatever is left over from the joint account? you know, at least that's how I saw it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was team Jose in the sense that like, if someone told me that when they wanted to go to Europe, they just put it on a credit card and <laughs> we didn't really hear if that credit card was paid off. I'd be panicking too. If they're like, I want to go to Switzerland. Do you know how expensive Switzerland is? <laughs> I've very, never been, but every time I say I want to go to Switzerland, everybody's like, oh, it's so expensive.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm very. Excited. Oh, did you find that, or do you find in general that the women on maps definitely seem to travel more than the men. The men don't seem too keen on it.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but you're right. They There always is like the woman who travels everywhere and the man who goes nowhere.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, I've not been there. Or like he said, let's go to New York or Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> mocking. No, not it's just that. You go from Switzerland and That's someone said York? yes. No. As a substitute, let's go to New York. Like, there's nothing.
1: <laughs> Having I've talked to a lot of people and I figured out that, yeah, going to Europe is expensive. But I'll, like, talk to people who, like, go to, like, New York, Disney World, and Vegas in a year. And I'm like, you know, you could go to Europe if you just skip those three trips. You know what I mean? Like, I think sometimes people get in their idea, like if they never research it or look it up, that just going to Europe is the most expensive thing ever. But it's it's not.
2: Yeah. And you can make it affordable because the life hack for me, if I go to Europe, is like knocking out multiple countries because it's like accessible. You could just get on a train and then go to another country and then get that experience and go right back and without having to buy two plane tickets for two different countries. So it's, it's doable. Actually, every time I see them fight about these things on maps, it's quite annoying because they make it seem like you just said, like it's so expensive. But there are hacks and there are things around it. I remember when I went to Amsterdam, I was just doing like a random search and I found a ticket that was less than $500 and that's going to Europe. So it's not like this whole break your account, die and you'll be poor forever.
1: Situation. And I, I will throw in the caveat that, like, when you're not on a school schedule, when you're, like, single or if it's just a couple, Europe is much more affordable than, like, oh, for a family of four. Or if you have to yeah. go when school is out, it gets more expensive. But, yeah, if anybody is listening and they're thinking about going to Europe, you get on you some Scotch Cheap Flight and find you a cheap flight to Europe after you get vaccinated because they won't let you in otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so back to Rachel and Jose. They go bike riding. They're kind of riding around in like a very small space. I didn't really get that. She totally did it. He says he's proud. She says stopping is hard, correct. Um, and he tells us in an interview that, that he thinks he could get to the love stage really soon. So they sit down and they have a chat and she thanks him for being patient. I really actually liked this conversation. She tells him that he boosts her confidence and she she says, you know, I'm not supposed to talk about exes, but my ex would make me feel bad about myself and you don't do that. Like you encourage me and you boost me and you make me feel better about who I am. And I thought that like, this is the type of stuff where I'm like, oh, Rachel and Jose are going to be fine because that's a really big thing to have.
2: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And the fact that she's appreciating it and then letting him know also, considering that Jose seems like someone who likes that validation.
1: Mm -hmm. She says that she thinks that they're headed in the right direction, but they still have to live together. And they're like, you know, we're leaving paradise. Work comes into play. And she says a Spanish phrase for a kept woman. And she says that that makes her cringe. So they have another (laughs) finance score where Jose says, he has a near perfect credit score. Do you want to know what it is? She didn't seem that enthused to know what it is, but he was real enthused to tell her. <laughs> it's it's eight fifteen. That's
2: so impressive for someone who, like I said, I'm very gung ho about finances. I'm always chasing that credit score. I was really impressed.
1: Oh, I, okay. <laughs> the man, anyway. <laughs> If you see her on TV and tell me how great you are with money, I would expect you to have a credit score that is that high. Why you would feel the need to run around telling people, I do not know. And I it's still... In his DNA. I will die on this hill that those investments he was looking at last week were intentional. Jose wants to tell her, and by extension all of us, how much money he has, how great he is with money. It is a central, defining characteristic but I don't get it.
2: (laughs) I mean, he has Napoleon syndrome, you know. (laughs) I don't know if it applies to him, but I'm assigning it to him. If you don't know what a Napoleon syndrome is, it's something that the stereotype is that short people always feel like they have something to prove. So they go- Only short men,
1: not short women. Oh, short men. Thank you for that. (laughs) but I don't think it's true anyway not for all men okay not all men I mean everything is in all just like that's why it's a stereotype just
2: like a generalization I think it's true
1: <laughs> for but... all men or for Jose
2: <laughs> if I say all men he's included no I'm just okay. kidding but no I think it's true for Jose I okay. think Jose just feels like he always has something to prove that's why he's always going on and on about whatever it is I pick things up really fast
1: that annoyed me more than the credit score like anybody asked you boo um she asked him did you ask for someone who like had the same financial like picture as you and he said "Mm, he wanted someone who was on his level I don't know if that means yes I did ask for someone but even if he did I do feel as much as I give him crap I think he's doing pretty good we're looking for ways to compromise about this instead of just being like, "Oh, you're not as great with money as I am. I'm done." Yes, I agree. He's
2: applying a lot of wisdom and knowing when to pull back and when to, you know, he's still learning, but
1: yeah. She thanks him for letting her do something, and he said you were kind of doing it wrong, but he said that he's learning to pull back and let her be the independent woman. And he said that she's classy, simple, humbled educated takes care of herself and worked out and he just thinks she's great then they go on to talk about physical intimacy is the elephant in the room sometimes these people have conversations that just confuse me (laughs) in the sense that like i guess they were saying that they haven't talked about physical intimacy so they Mm -hmm. talk about how they're affectionate but i'm like didn't you guys talk about it at dinner last night with the whole group um so then she talks about how, what if it's the area where they don't click and how important is it to you? I was like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> Jose says that it's very, 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 I counted how many very important. And Rachel says we've evolved so much and so fast. And if physical intimacy doesn't begin months from now, that's a problem. Jose says that she's look, she might be looking at it wrong. And she says, if the strong connection continues and we don't consummate, she'd be concerned. And then this is where I'm like editing, editing. Jose says he has to have boxes checked or it's not happening. I was like, I think he's talking about something else, not about this. Yeah. (laughs) And And then they talk about living together. She asks if he's a minimalist. She says she has hoarding tendencies. And once again, she's asking for help. I think I'm a little bit tired of Rachel asking for help.
2: Hmm, interesting, because I was just going to say, like, she's holding a little too tight. Like, again, she should be independent, but I always feel like she holds a little too tight with that. Because I think she made a comment earlier in some scene that it's embarrassing for her to ask for help from him. But I think that she's not saying it in a way to ask for help. She's saying it in a way to be like, be prepared. This is something that you might want that I don't have. And then she she
1: pulls, go ahead. But then she sets it up to be like, and maybe you can help me fix this. Which, I mean, she's not asking him to fix her. But I just feel like this happens with the money and the hoarding and the, anyway. Does Rachel ever just say, this is who I am and it's not going to change? I guess she's a person who actually wants to be married. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Jose, right? (laughs) Level-headed. He's going to focus on her and marriage, not all her stuff and my stuff. And then they make a joke about the honeymoon being over, which it isn't because they still have another day or so. (sighs) So that was it for Rachel and Jose. Anything else? Yeah, I, I was as confused
2: as you were about that conversation about the physical intimacy. But it wasn't till the end. That it took me a minute to realize that Rachel was basically telling Jose, like, "Why are we not having sex? I'm ready." Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because oh I was makes like, sense. What? I'm <laughs> so confused. Yeah, because I was like, what are they talking about? Like, what is this? Because a little part of me was with Gil. I'm like, please, they're fucking and they're just lying. But then they have that conversation, and I'm like, oh, Rachel is like, get to it, Jose, because he now says. You know the emotional we have to have the foundation we have to take our time then i'm like oh they haven't had
1: sex because of him so yeah this yeah. all makes sense now now and then we all have to wonder why are they not having sex why is he kissing her in public all the time he doesn't want to have sex anyway yeah so it's so he's trying to be the
2: best couple out there but he's scared i'm just kidding guys i don't know he might really want to be i i think they're fine i think just like where we're giving kudos to jose for recognizing when to allow her like he's big on the, pro- the providing and you know she's not comfortable with it so he's learning how to let because in that part where he was pouring the wine he said ordinarily I would pour the wine for you but you want to so I'll let you do it I think it has to be a give and take and I think Rachel and I completely get it you're single and you're in your 30s and you want to be independent it's kind of hard You know, to just let someone, you know, come into your life and fit them in in some way. But she kind of has to not hold on so tight to it, you know. Like, find a way. There's a compromise to it. I'm not saying, like, give him your account and let him, you know, control you. But, you know, allow him, make room for him and make space for him and give and take. Just like he is. So
1: all right, so on to Mirla and Gil, who I would count as the most entertaining couple this, this episode, actually. Um, <laughs> or maybe they're in competition with Bao and Johnny. Anyway, okay, so we wake up. Mirla says he talks in his sleep. She said she was wide awake so she could hear him talking this time. He says no one has told him that he talks in his sleep and he sleeps with a lot of people. And I was like, kill that on some, right? But he's a firefighter who does 24-hour shifts. So he meets, he sleeps at the firehouse, I assume. I assume. They laugh about it. And then they have the last name discussion. They continue it. So she says she likes her last name. He says he feels like she should take her husband's last name. He asks for a hyphen. And he, he says, you're Mexican. You should, like, understand that. And I think some parts of Mexico do the hyphen and other parts don't. And she says she's not that aspect of a Mexican. No one in her immediate family has done that. He, in an interview, he says that he thought compromise would be easy. I'm like, I don't know why you thought that, bro. I
2: literally had that note. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Compromise that? literally yeah. means making a concession. Like, why would you think? <laughs>
1: um she Uh, says we're back to the two of them and she says the last name is in remembrance of her father and he's like now you're gonna maybe the bad guy trying to take away the last name of your dead father it was a very good natured discussion (laughs) like it could have been bad but it wasn't yeah i I do wonder how it's going to end but i I really doesn't seem that into compromise on this last name thing i think she just wants to keep her name but we'll see
2: yeah she didn't even seem phased she's just like keep talking at the end of the day i'm gonna do what i want to do but oh, <laughs> please continue
1: <laughs> i'll entertain you <sighs> so they're walking on the beach or they're walking on something with sand i don't know if it's a beach and i swear these people are just trying to catch merely complaints at this point So she takes off her flip-flops, because she doesn't want to stand in the flip-flops, and they sit down under this, like, I don't know what that thing is. It's not a cabana. It's a thing with a cover. I I just call it a beach chair, or a lawn chair, or whatever it's called. A giant beach chair for sharing with a cover. That's what I'll call it. Or the cabana type of thing. I wanted to say... (laughs) Too much I wanted to say cabana, but I was like, that's not nice enough to be a cabana. You got to have like the overhead where it almost looks like a bed. That's what I think of when I think cabana. All the okay, same. <laughs> so a waiter comes by with ice cream and Mirla is like asking if it's vegan. And Gil is just like, why is she like this? And then he's like, yes, it's vegan because he knows that she doesn't do dairy. And then she starts eating the vegan chocolate ice cream. And she says it's a little too chocolatey because this is Mirla. (laughs) Gil is just like, how did you become you? And this, like... (laughs) I think Gil is truly fascinated with Mirla because he's never met anybody like her before. And he's an inquisitive guy. So, instead of being like, why... Like, he's very much, why are you like this? In a very non-negative way. Instead of, like, why are you like this? Yeah. And she... I'm
0: kidding...
1: I'm truly
2: glad Merla is Merla, because like I mentioned earlier, anyone else would just
1: be offended by the the questions that he asks. (laughs) Uh, So she talks about growing up poor, that there were five of us in like a 300 square foot, you know, just space, and that she wants so much more for her kids. And they talk about, like, him being poor, too. He said, yeah, we were poor, but we had everything we needed. We always had food. And Marla said, yeah, it was the same thing. But she said, but, you know, I wanted to go shopping, but I couldn't. And he's like, oh, so you were born with this. Like this. <laughs> he calls her a diva, baby. And he calls her a diva. And she's like, oh, I like the word diva. Amazing. <laughs> she didn't choose the diva life. The diva life chose her. <laughs> um they talk about kids Gil was raised as an only child but he does have siblings he wants eight or seven kids i noticed he said eight or seven not seven or eight and she <laughs> calls for the divorce check which she needs to stop making that joke but she'd be like divorce check please she did it during dinner yeah. too uh, yes he says oh you don't have to give birth to all of them we could just have one or two and then we can adopt a few more and mela says she's not open to adoption <laughs> And Gil says that mm. sounds evil. All these kids who need a loving home. I honestly thought that was really sweet of Gil. Yeah, sure. I think it's a good... I don't know if good is the right word. No, it's a
2: good way of thinking. Like, it's just like... I, I, I get what you're saying.
1: Mirla says in an, inter- in an interview that she would only consider adoption if they had exhausted all other aspects of fertility. And we go back to them talking, and she just wants her kids to have a nice life. And she asked him if he has a trust fund. And he's like, no. But before he says no, the music, the lyrics to this music was shots fired. Did you see that? Yes, it did. I wrote it down.
2: Listen, Aid, I got to tell you, I am now officially impressed by your
1: noticing skills now. (laughs) I'm like, should I be insulted or complimented? I really don't know.
2: <laughs> the compliment.
1: And they just kind of end the conversation there. That they're, like, Merla's not having no seven or eight kids. And, you know, you should never say you want seven or eight kids until you had the first two, at least, before you start talking about multiples.
2: That is true. But I think uh, the best thing about Merla is Merla recognizes, like, I'm not going to fight with you about this. Like, you say what you want, fine. <laughs> At the end of the day, we'll see what happens. So she just always lets things go.
1: <laughs> they are very cute in their own way. Yes.
2: Yes. It, it, they're the definition of you don't have to fit any mold, like
1: making it your own. Well, I, I really look forward to seeing where this goes. <laughs> so. Mirla gets Gil this huge platter of chocolate chip cookies, which is a reference to what he said when he got her her macarons. And he comes in and he's happy. And there's one that's huge, it's like the size of her face. And he said, This is like flowers. And then he says, Cookies. And I didn't know what it was, but it was champagne or whatever, is almost for play. (laughs) So they talk about, he says, I think in an interview, they haven't kissed yet, but her actions are going. Beyond the things that she says. Um, A platter of chocolate chip cookies reiterates to him that she wants this. And the kiss might be coming sooner rather than later. And they talk about moving in together. And she talks about wanting to create a home for them. Because that's where they'll live every day. And I was like, that's so cute. (laughs) Then, (laughs) it's the (laughs) doc. She just she's mirrorless. So she's like, I'm not doing walks and I'm not doing poop. And he's like, my dog's name is Hype. His dog is a part of him. And he's very disappointed that she won't walk his dog. Gil's like, I work two 24 hour shifts in a week. She says, we'll get a dog walker. He's like, I have a dog walker, but why would I have a dog walker when we live together and you're not working 24 hours and you're an able bodied person that can walk the dog? It's a waste of money. She's like, no, it's not a waste of money. She's like, I don't want a dog because I don't want that. That responsibility is being forced upon her. And he says it doesn't sit um, well with him at at all. And it makes it hard for him to get to know her further.
2: That was very annoying because I almost (laughs) feel like it was emotional blackmail. Like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) You like, I don't know if it was emotional blackmail, but it's just when the dog and the non-dog people, they have, they cannot put these people together. People think of the dog as part of the family, and for her to just be like, "I'm not dealing with that dog. I'm on Team Merla because I'm not dealing with that dog," but I can see why Gil is like, "If that's my dog, homie." Well, the way I look at it
2: is like, if you you married a wife, not a dog walker. So yes, I get that's able-bodied but you also married a stranger this is where it counts to say i married a stranger especially if she asked that she didn't want dogs she didn't want dogs in her life if she wasn't in your life you would have paid the dog walker so why all of a sudden is it a waste of money that's the part i don't get
1: i mean as much as i don't like dogs and i don't want to deal with a dog i do understand that if you're home and the dog owner isn't there you can take the dog on a walk, pick up the poop, and just call it done. Would I ever? No. But, <laughs> but I didn't go all Married <laughs> at First Sight.
2: Exactly. Like, I think that comes after a time when they're all settled and they feel married or whatever. But if I just met you five days ago and we're moving in, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to walk the dog and clean the poop, when, again, I specifically said I don't like dogs, that's where I think... Uh, You're gonna have to wait and bide your time and broach it after you've settled into the marriage. Now, if she was a dog lover and you know she liked dogs or didn't mind dogs, not scared of dogs, I think I'll approach it differently, but it's something that was a thing for her. So that's why I'm like, you can't foist it on her yet, I guess.
1: I will say this. I think Marilla's gonna end up walking that dog. So they talk about, they get up their last morning, I think. Yeah, it was their last morning of the honeymoon. And he talks about running errands. And he's like, yeah, I have to go do all the things that apparently you just pay people to do. And and in between that, he's going to knit a quilt. (laughs) That was funny. Because he still hasn't heard. You sew a quilt, you knit a blanket. Okay. So I noticed (laughs) when they were eating breakfast... Some Oh, someone on Reddit went and found the breakfast menu for this resort. <laughs> wow. And there was one breakfast menu without protein, and there was one breakfast menu with protein, and the one with protein was a little bit more expensive, and they were like, how dare Lifetime be so cheap as to provide the breakfast that didn't have the protein? But Lifetime got it together, and by the last day, Mirla's breakfast had protein. I'm happy for her. She also had different pajamas on. Oh, good for her. I didn't even notice. <laughs> Gil, I don't know, this is another one of those Gil and Merla conversations that you're like, what's the point? Gil says he feels like in a movie, Merla's like, it doesn't feel like that. He thinks living together is going to be easy. I don't know how this man comes in with such a positive attitude, but okay, good luck with that.
2: Wait, and I just, I, that was funny because he said, it feels like it's in a movie, and Merla's like, it
1: does? <laughs> And I'm like, you do have a camera crew following you, so it's not crazy to feel like you're in a movie. (laughs) Anyway. So
2: the group go out on a boat trip together. And they get on the boat, and I'm surprised that Brett is not freaking out, but she's not. And they play, they decide to play Never Have I Ever. And they have a bunch of things and someone mentioned stuff. Some of them were, the rule of the game is, I always get confused about this. If you have done it, you drink. So they said, have you ever had, never have I ever had a one night stand and Bao and Ryan drink. Never have I ever cheated and Rachel and Merla drink. And that was, I guess I was surprised that Merla had cheated and Merla was like, get over it when Gil was like,
1: what? you have but but it also seemed like um Merlin said oh you know so she had already talked to him about it I was like this is uh, and Gill are having good conversations then if he she's already told him about the time she cheated on someone
2: oh okay I didn't I didn't catch that
1: but good for them
2: um but for Jose it was a trigger for him he just went off and took it many levels saying cheaters are selfish and his dad cheated on his mom and he doesn't understand why you will put someone through that. And then for a brief second, I wondered if the person he cheated with was his stepmom. But I don't know.
1: I, I doubt that it, too.
2: <laughs> I doubt it though. But um yeah, so then they all decide to go paddle boarding and As Bao tells us that one of the things she likes about Johnny is that he's adventurous. Brett, Rachel, and Merla do not participate, and they stay on the boat. So as they're, you know, feeling it out and getting their sea legs, Johnny loses his way. I don't even know how, but he went far, far, far away from the boat, and he falls into the water. And as far as I'm concerned, maybe it was just editing, they were just staring at him. And I'm like, is anybody going to do anything? Their guide was just there staring into the sunset saying, grab the board. I
1: mean, I was most annoyed with the guide. I was like, so let me get this straight. If you're out there with this guide, you're probably going to die because she's not going to do anything.
2: Yeah. There wasn't even a run around, call someone. She just stood there. Um, Ryan, you know, to be fair, is like, you know, I could get him, but I just need a board. But somehow Johnny makes it back on. And he comes back to the boat. And, you know, Bao was freaked out a little bit. And then she tells them that, you know, um. eventually they all sit down and they're all chilling afterwards. And Bao tells them that she's appreciative of them. They split the guys on one end and the ladies on one end. And then Rachel mentions that, you know, she's struggling with like her, keeping her, maintaining her independence and then with Brett, she says that she's used to being the caretaker, but Ryan doesn't let her do anything, so she doesn't know her role within this marriage. What did you
1: think of that? Um, my initial thought is, this is going to sound really bad, but the fact that he won't let her do anything is actually a really negative sign to me. <laughs> I understand there's the whole, like, being a gentleman and taking care of stuff. But from my perspective, I don't like people doing stuff for me when when I don't like if I don't wanna owe them. And I wonder if he doesn't let her do anything because he doesn't want her to owe 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 him? That's all right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I get it. Like listen, you're not gonna accuse me of leading you on. I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. Um our girl Merla, she's like, I'm good with it. she's like listen it's also the honeymoon like you can figure it out when you're
1: home let them take care of everything so <laughs> and you have to wonder like this is a honeymoon but this is the dating stage really so you have yeah. to wonder all this like oh my man doesn't let me do anything how long is that gonna last it might last forever it could it could or not or
2: not Two chair. Two, two options but Bow goes on to mention, like, oh, like, this is really good for them. Like, if you're under dating apps, you find yourself, you know, focused on the shallow things. Like, you want someone that's tall and someone that's good-looking. I don't know if this was shade or... But, you know, the husbands that they got are checking deeper boxes. And that's when Brett says, like, yeah, that she agrees with that. Like, you know, she might wonder... Why she was matched with Ryan, but if the experts put them that even though they have differences and the experts put them together, that there has to be a deeper reason for it. And that was pretty much it for the group boat scene. I was surprised they didn't have like a get together with the guys talking. Hmm. Did this honeymoon feel really short? Like I feel like this was like a three day honeymoon. It did, but on honestly, any any day longer and I would have lost it. It's good. Go back home. Go back to- <laughs> <laughs> because like the last. Vegas was a shit show, but we we're distracted because of the whole baby Chris and the ATV and all that. But the last hotel excursion, like there was a lot of activities. That's but true. It seemed like it was limited here. Like there's only so much you could do. There's only so many sunset. We saw them chat on the beach a hundred times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So on to our final couple, Johnny and Bao. They still have a pillow fort. And they're having their morning coffee and Bao brings up her conversation from the previous night and thanks him for listening. And she also says that she hopes that he understands, even if it's not a problem that he personally understands. Bao tells us that it's hard that as a woman, people don't expect you to snore. Well, and even though she's been told that it's cute, it's not especially. (laughs) Why are you laughing?
1: (laughs) I'm officially tired of listening to this woman talk about snoring. Like, my sympathy ran out last episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That,
2: you know, she's been told that it's cute. It's not especially if you've lived a life being bullied about it. And Johnny tells her that he's not going to lie, that when she first brought it up, he thought she was kidding and thought that it was an overreaction And it makes him wonder are we going to have arguments about stuff like this all the time and i gotta tell you that i'm not being insensitive to bow's um insecurity but i'm 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 with johnny on this like we all go through things in life like i really feel like we're all bullied at some point in our lives about something and when she says that she's being bullied about live the life being bullied I don't, when you get to being an adult, I don't know if she was bullied about it in her adulthood. Like, it's just, there comes a point where you just kind of have to manage it. And I don't know that it's something that I would have brought up to Johnny. Let me put it that way. Because I realize there's certain things that trigger me, that I can understand that it's my personal thing or whatever. So it's up to me to manage that. But you can't bring up every single issue that you have with your partner or else you're just going to spend a lifetime because you are different people. So you're just going to spend your whole time going over, you know, things. I I don't know. That's my thought process now. Okay. So Bao, um, when he says that we're going to have arguments about stuff like this and Bao chimes in, she's like, you know, things that uh, petty things to you. And then she's like, I know I could tell that you thought, you know, it wasn't that serious. So Johnny says that he thinks they deal with things differently in how they deal with insecurities. And Bao says, I'm hoping that you understand where I'm coming from. And Johnny's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And this just raised that fear that I have from beginning about the relationship that I hope it's not one where it's all about catering to only Bao's feelings. Okay. So Johnny tells us that if he was just dating Bao and not married, that this would be a red flag. And he'd be back on the dating apps but he thinks that this is good because there are no options no apps and where his gut instinct would say run his ring is saying stick it out dude and figure it out i think that's wise of him johnny asked bow what level she thinks they're on and she says that she moves slow emotionally and past relationships physical happened really Fast and happened first. Johnny asked her why she thinks that it was that way, and she says because for her, physical intimacy is easy, like attraction, physical or sexual attraction comes quickly. And you can see Johnny's eyes, like, Is that so? But <laughs> I got it. I agree with bow here. Like, I never understand when people are just like complicated, like, I don't know, attraction has to grow. I always think like attraction is like an immediate. Are you attracted or not? Like, what you do with the attraction is a whole different thing. But I don't think it's that complicated. You see something. Do you like it? Do you want it? Do you want to jump on it? And that's it. But I don't know. Your loins either tingle or they don't.
1: But she said her loins tingle. She said it, right? Yes, she
2: did. She did. So, But she... No, I, I mean, in terms of, like, the reason. She's like, that part comes easy. Like, that's not difficult for her. She knows what to do with that but it's the emotional that's harder. So she's trying to get that settled first and work on that first and, and change the pattern. And she does tell him like, you know, I'm very attracted to you and you're very handsome. And Johnny's just blushing like a high school. he's like, <laughs> thank you. <It's> so <laughs> and then she tells him that, you know, I, she's had a crush on him for a long time. And Johnny's like, you never told me. And then Bao is like, cause I'm a coward. And then Johnny's like, maybe I'm a coward also, but if you had told me, I would have said, I liked you too. And Johnny asks where she thinks they'd be if they had gone there and would they have a couple of kids by now? Bao makes a weird face, says, maybe. And then we hear DJ Scratch music, like, <laughs> and then commercial. <laughs> The way you're tired of the whole snoring thing, I'm sick and tired of them wondering what could have been. Because honestly, I believe that they wouldn't have been together. So they need to stop. Correct. So we see them in a hammock. And for all their talk of Val not liking being touched, she's telling Johnny, come, come in. Come stay with me. And then Johnny tells us that, you know, he's the kind of person who immediately wants to resolve a conflict, move on. And with this morning's conversation, he wasn't entirely honest with her. And that he feels guilty about that because if he's expecting her to put herself out there, he needs to reciprocate and, in fact, be proactive about it. So Johnny tells her that it seems like when they're in moments where it's just two of them, that she doesn't seem like she's 100% there. I got to tell you, Aid. I I didn't know where that came from. I I wasn't understanding.
1: Left field. (laughs) I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. It feels like like he invented something. It seemed...
2: But then again, I can't... The one nagging feeling, like, again, maps and his editing, par for course. But this season especially, it just always seems like they're giving us bits and pieces or keeping stuff from us. Like, did something happen that we missed? Because she understood where he was coming from and i'm like okay <laughs> so he tells her that she's never that she's never home 100 in the moment because she's either in the past or worried about a detail in the present and that's not where he's at and it's something that he felt from the night before um we can see Bao's face show expressions just kind of changing but then johnny continues that he doesn't want to lie to her but he had a fight or flight moment about their conversation and he started having doubts about them and he doesn't want to scare her, but this is the point where he starts thinking, is this for me? I did not think this was necessary to tell her. Have your fight
1: or flight moment in your head, dude. And it's a weird little whiplash to go from like, let me plan a whole peach picnic to tell you I like you. To not even 24 hours later be like, oh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be here. Like, yeah, that just didn't. It was odd. Yeah. I, I don't I don't
2: know. That's why I'm like, did we miss something? Because not computing. So Bao says like, yes, I saw it in your eyes. But for her, it was disappointing too because she felt judged. And I'm like, me, 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 me. It's just about Bao. And she continues that it's all new for her breaking news about it's new for everyone and she's trying so hard but she doesn't know that it shows she tells us that she does have a tendency to overthink things and sometimes it gets her in trouble and in the past it has but the one thing about johnny that makes her feel reassured that this won't be a problem is that he's very straightforward and it helps her a lot and if he's bothered by something he tells her johnny says this honeymoon is their first chance at getting things off on the right foot and so he asked her that just for the week while they're here that can they focus on each other and get the strongest possible start i don't quite get it but if he helps them you know get on board bow let's do this this whole time they're holding they're touching they're rubbing in each other's arms so The next thing we see is that they go on a boat ride and Bao says that she's grateful that he was open with her. And what I thought was a boat ride was not a boat ride because they are, in fact, going parasailing and they make it up into the air and then they kiss each other midair. And it was just cute. Like Bao just really seemed really happy that she was doing this with Johnny.
1: That whole thing was amazing. I I was like, I want to go parasailing. That looks so fun. <laughs> I'm scared of heights, but I always do things to
2: check it off the box. <laughs> I went parasailing, went up to the sky, and I was convinced I was going to die, closed my eyes, and waited to die the entire time. <laughs> the worst that can happen is if you hit the water. Okay. There might be manatees there waiting to kill me. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> so, Johnny tells us that, you know, she's living in the present and he's enjoying it. Bao says they couldn't have been a better person to do this with than Johnny. Johnny says doing this risky thing and it being a success makes him feel like they can tackle anything. Look at what parasailing does for a relationship. But then one thing he's been thinking about is how they move in together after the honeymoon. And I'm like, what happened to living in the present?
1: Exactly! <laughs> this is how we just had a conversation about living in the moment, and now we're talking about the future, which is the opposite of living in the moment. Now, granted, I'm sure they were told that they need to have a conversation about living together. <laughs> yeah, but I was just—I was really, actually, very annoyed.
2: <laughs> yes, I—I I agree. There was just such a disconnect. So, Johnny tells her that, or us, that he hasn't lived with anyone in eight years, and he's particular. And he's worried that is her neat the same thing as his neat? (laughs) Definite no, brother. And she thinks that, uh, Bao says that she thinks it will be different and it will be a challenge. Back at the room, he brings up moving in again. And she mentions how, you know, they're older now. And the older you get, you are less flexible. And her fear is that he sees things that he doesn't like. For example, she has noticed that he showers multiple times a day. But she has gone weeks in the past where she has not showered that much within that time frame as much as he has in a day.
1: She said one week, and, okay, not weeks.
2: Oh, I heard weeks, to be honest. <laughs> she didn't say one week, she said weeks. But then she caveats that with saying, like, there's been times that she's been sad. And I felt like it was, I don't know. I don't know if it was that she couldn't just come right out to say depression. So I don't want to ascribe that to her. She, her words exactly were, there were times that she's been sad, where those were the times where she hasn't showered that much, but she showers, but on the base level, she showers once a day. So I feel like the preview made it worse than it actually really was.
1: I went through a roller coaster ride because, based on the preview, I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> but then, once she said showers yeah. once a day, I was like, see, these people set you up to fail. But then it continued.
2: Yeah. And there are times that she comes home and she doesn't shower, and she doesn't want him to think that she's gross. So Johnny's like, listen, I'm not that bad. Like, you know, that's fine. But all he asks is that, like, if she works out, she comes back and she's sweaty, don't bring that to the bed. Again, fair for a normal person. Instead, (laughs) Bo is still trying to compromise, and is like, oh, what if I come back from working out, and I'm sweaty, and
1: I don't want to shower? What the fuck? (laughs) Bow, that's not an option among civilized people oh my god just put on <laughs> your bathing
2: suits and jump in the shower and she's like oh, what if it's a compromise I don't bring it to the bed but I pass out on the couch why about
1: it's just on a personal <laughs> level it's just gross why would you even want to do that poor You're, Johnny <laughs> she, she also mentioned something about some days she comes home and she doesn't even take off her clothes before getting into bed and I said you, you can't bring your outside clothes onto the bed. What are you saying? We are still in a pandemic when
2: they're shooting people. So it's not even like, you know, it's pre-pandemic. But either way, how tired are you that you can't take off your clothes? Sleeping in underwear, at least. At least. So Johnny tells us that, you know, their differences are differences that are actually important to him. I think that was editing. Um, but Johnny tells her he but I, I think they're going to discuss this later because I don't even know if they compromise Johnny's facial expression said it all like lady you're crazy like this is just impossible. <laughs> so um, he's like I think he said like if you can't get uh, if you can't instead of passing out on the couch, why don't you just change the sheets all the time and then bow is still like I don't want to and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know where they go from here. So Johnny switches gears and tells her that, you know, he spoke to his dad. And his dad asked him, like, did you get married? And he goes, yes. And then he asked, is she Asian? And then he goes, great. And then he said something in Chinese. Um, I don't know if we cleared this up eight. Because you remember, we thought they were Vietnamese. But then he kept saying that they were speaking
1: Chinese. I think Johnny's is so know- Chinese. I think his dad is Chinese oh. and his mom is Vietnamese. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. That's what I guess so from he- this episode, by the way. nothing. I have no source for that. But the fact that he was oh, speaking okay. Chinese to his dad, but Vietnamese to his mom. And we've had some Chinese traditions. I was like, this all makes sense now. And he said, Is she oh. Asian? Not is she Vietnamese? Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh. he's probably Chinese.
2: Okay. So he says that he said a phrase in Chinese that literally translates to release heart, which means like relieves. Like, so I guess he's relieved that, you know, she was Asian. And at the end, his dad told him that he's happy for him. So Bao is, you know, happy for him. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. They kiss. But at some point, Bao starts laughing. And I don't know why she laughed. But I don't I didn't like that. But. Johnny says that he and Bao aren't always on the same page and it'll be a challenge to move in together but the key is to get in her head and see things from her point of view Johnny also thinks that you know things will be different when they get back to Houston but Bao tells us that she's looking forward to it and that's all I got for them
1: I can't get over Bao in the bathing like girl you need to shower But I do kind of wish, and and this is the thing, they're on vacation, right? So they're doing all these things. You have to shower more on vacation, like, because you're going in the water, you're going swimming. Like, that means you have to take another shower bow, and I don't think she has been based on this conversation. I feel like she has,
2: because she did say on a base level once a day, so maybe she just hasn't worked out. Because remember, she brought it up. He didn't.
1: And I think that if she wasn't showering, oh, trust and believe Johnny will bring it up. (laughs) But then it also begs the question, like, why did you guys bother to have this conversation? But clearly it must have been an issue. Like, I feel like the only reason they had the conversation is because the issue had come up. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway.
2: You never know, so.
1: There'll be more to come about the showering next week.
2: (laughs) So, Aid, who has your bouquet for the week?
1: My bouquet went to Merla. Gil kind of gets it by association, but I just feel like Merla really accepts herself for who she is. And she does not take any offense at Gil making fun of her because she knows she deserves it a little bit, a lot, maybe. (laughs) But I just found her very entertaining this week. Who has yours?
2: My bouquet also goes to Merla. I gave it to Merla because she was true to herself. She has a sense of humor and she piped in when she had to do what she had to do. Who has your burnt ashes?
1: Johnny and Bao together. Oh. Johnny took kind of a a little bit of a dive in my estimation this week. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like he mentioned wanting to bolt too much. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Either stay or go, but stop that way. Well, this is the part where I would usually leave. Every day it feels like this is the part where he would usually leave. Bow, get your stinky ass in the shower. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I cannot forgive and I cannot move on. (laughs) Who has your burnt ashes?
2: My burnt ashes goes to Gil. It goes to Gil because I don't know what... Grown person in this climate says that you know your political views don't matter in a relationship. At this point, I think Gail suffers from toxic positivity, and I (laughs) didn't appreciate (laughs) I did not appreciate him forcing the dog walking and picking up poop on Merla when she already made it clear where she stands on that.
1: Okay. All right, guys. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week. Thank you for following us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, too, at AlterCall, M-A-F-S-A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We'll see you guys on the socials. We will.
2: Don't forget that we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe. And on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. And we hope to see you here same time next week.
1: Bye. (music) We'll <music> be